This podcast is produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, fashion for great sounding podcasts. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. This week, like every week, we're going to introduce you to somebody who's interesting and cool who is living a life as an entrepreneur. And today I have with me Seth Green. Seth is known as the ultimate marketing magician. And he is a six-time best-selling author, and he has a new book about to come out. So we're going to hear all about that. So, Seth, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's an honor to be here. I am looking forward to helping your listeners. Great. So, Seth, tell us a little bit more about your business. Okay. I have the good fortune to have founded and run the fastest-growing privately held marketing company in the country. We serve everyone from individual bricks-and-mortar retail businesses to professional practices to authors, speakers, coaches, all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Excellent. And how long have you been doing that? Eight years. And what were you doing before that? I was working as a financial advisor for a Fortune 500 company that doesn't exist anymore because they got bought out twice. I was making three, when I started out, I was making 300 cold calls a day, interrupting strangers, asking them for money. I think you hung up on me once or twice, Tom, but that's okay. I'll forgive you. No, I was the guy who actually talked to you for a while and led you on. Right, and and, then didn't give me any money, right? didn't let you know that if I had had a third child, my financial planner would have been godfather to that kid, so there was no way you were ever getting the business. right. Right. Well, thank you for not hanging up on me at the time. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, So what led you from leaving the world of financial planning to go start your own marketing company? Well, I was reading, in my spare time, I am a professional magician and I was reading a market, a trade journal for magicians and there was a full page ad for a marketing course in it. And I didn't have the money at the time because, again, I was cold calling and interrupting strangers. So I got my parents to buy it for me for my birthday. I implemented the marketing course so that I became the highest paid magician in Western New York, my area. Plus, I also became the busiest, not because I became any better as a magician, but because I became a better marketer. Um, So I then went back to the gentleman who sold me the course, Dave D., and said, would this work in my real job as a financial planner? And he said, yes, it would. I said, where did you learn it? He said, the two words that changed my life. He said, Dan Kennedy. So I went and did a consultation with uh, Dan way back in the day when he still did them. And Dan told me, you're doing everything your industry teaches you, which is completely wrong. And you know, if you write me this check, I'll change your life. Now, obviously, his pitch was a whole lot better than that. So I went home to my wife and I said, honey, I know in the last 12 months, we got married. Three months after we got married, we bought our first house. Nine months after that, we had our first baby. And three months after we had our first baby, you quit your job to be a stay-at-home mother. So we were busy. We got married, bought a house, had a baby, and she quit her job all in the same 12 months. And I said, I know we just did all that, but I need to go borrow more than our new mortgage to go hire this guy, Dan. And she told me I was crazy, along with some other adjectives. And then the next day I came home, I said exactly the same thing. And she said, I said no yesterday. And she threw in some other words in there that I won't repeat. And on day 31 of me asking her 30 days in a row, she said, you better pray this works. 
<laughs> so I uh, started working with Dan. And at the time when I started, I was, there were 6,700 financial advisors at my firm. I was 6,699th. So I was one up from the bottom. Um, within two years of working with Dan, I was top 30 in the country, competing against financial advisors who had been doing it twice as long as I had been alive. So it worked really, really well. So I went to Dan. I said, what do I do next? And he said, you need to start a marketing company that does this for other people. So I did, and that was eight years ago, and I applied the same marketing strategies to the marketing firm, and it took off. What I started love it-, out, it started out as just me, and now it's me in an office building full of people serving a, you know, a ton of great clients. What I love about your story is it shows you're not just a marketer, you're a persistent salesperson by the way you convinced your wife to let you go hire Dan to coach you. Something like that, yes. (laughs) And I'm a real big believer that you don't have to be the best person in your industry. You just have to be good at marketing in your industry. Now, while you don't want to be crappy, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people who complain that, oh, so-and-so is the top guy, but he's not nearly as good as I am as a lawyer or as a speaker or whatever industry they're in. And it's like, yeah, that's great, but he's working his tail off to get his name out there. And there's a, that goes a long way to helping build success. You can cry into your Cheerios all day long, but if you're not doing the work, you know, you're not going to reap the reward. Very true. So Seth, uh, what is it that you love about this lifestyle of being an entrepreneur? Well, what I've realized, and this is relatively recent, is that 95% of all small businesses fail in the first five years. The number one reason that they fail is due to a lack of customers. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And the number one reason given by divorcing women is because they always fought about money. So if, you're, if we solve the number one problem for small businesses, if we help them get customers and their business doesn't fail and they don't fight with their wife about money and they don't get divorced, then they probably don't self-medicate with food, alcohol, or other drugs. They don't get high blood pressure, hypertension, obesity, diabetes. They don't smoke. They don't drink too much. They don't get cancer. They don't die of a heart attack. We literally save lives. So I absolutely love your, your enthusiasm and your optimism that taking your marketing course will keep you from getting cancer. <laughs> well, the, the FDA, I can't say that technically according <laughs> to the FDA. Um, but, you know, if you aren't stressed and don't use cigarettes to cope with that, then theoretically I have helped you to possibly avoid cancer. <laughs> So that's what you love about it. But come on, is there anything that you wake up sometimes and say, I wish I had stayed a financial advisor? What do you you not like about being an entrepreneur? Well, I still own the financial services firm. Um, I just don't work in it as much because I'm busy uh, running the marketing company that's a lot more fun because we don't worry about the stock market. Um, What do I love about being an entrepreneur? Um, It's I I love the ability to create my own destiny. I love the ability to provide jobs for people. And I love the ability to deliver great results for our clients. It obviously, as you know, has its ups and downs. Um, The highs, I don't think there's anything higher. The lows also, there's not too much lower. Um, So it goes both ways. No, I agree. And and sometimes, you know, no matter how well you're doing, sometimes that little self-doubt wiggles its way in. And those, those lows can be really low on those days. Correct. Absolutely true. So what advice do you have for somebody who wants to maybe break out on their own and become an entrepreneur, or maybe they have a business that's, that's fledgling, and, and maybe they just want to be a better marketer so they can grow the business? What advice do you have for somebody in, in that position? I would say, I wish I had done it, I honestly wish I had done it sooner, 
I wish I had pulled the plug on you know the Fortune 500 company sooner, started my company sooner. Um, so I would tell you uh, there's nothing better in the world when it works right. And I would tell you that marketing is probably the biggest, the most important thing to focus on because it doesn't matter how good your product or service is if you have no one to be good for. So Seth, you know, you bring up some interesting points, points along that way. But uh, before we go on and ask you some more questions, I have to thank my sponsor because I almost forgot to do that today. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. And how do I know this? Because I work with Podfly and I have since episode number one. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, the right training and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work, which is really what scared me before I started my podcast was all the technical work and trying to figure out how to edit it and make sure that I got it posted on time. They take care of that so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing interesting people like Seth Green. And they have an offer for my listeners. If you visit podfly.net slash cool things, you can see what they're offering you. So, Seth, besides Dan Kennedy, who is legendary, did you have any other mentors? Absolutely. Dave D., um, who is now Chief Marketing Officer for the Glazer Kennedy Insider Circle, the company that Dan started. Um, I, uh, he was the one who sold me the marketing course for magicians. Um, I've also had the good fortune to work with Perry Marshall, who started out as arguably, I guess, the king of Google AdWords. Um, I've had the good fortune to get to work with Mike Keenig's. Of uh, instant customer, and he put me in his cross channel mojo launch hero videos as one of his all stars. Um, I pinch myself every day because a lot of the folks that I had been watching speak on stage or buying products from are now clients, mentors, or friends, and I get to work with them, which is absolutely incredible and a dream come true. So, that is a great thing about working for yourself, is oftentimes some of the people you look at from afar and say, Wow, I wish I could be like them. Later on, they become your friends. I find that in the speaking business. You know, I look around me now six years after I started doing this full time, and a lot of the people who I walked in saying, wow, you know, those people are awesome, are now people that, you know, I have dinner with when I travel into the town where they live, or if they come to Austin, I sort of have this rule that I take other speakers and friends of mine from the National Speakers Association, I take them out to the Salt Lick for dinner outside of Austin, Texas. And that is kind of a cool thing when people mentor you along the way as you get your sea legs. You're no longer a mentee. You become a peer. Correct. So, Absolutely. So, Seth, what is it that you're doing in your business right now that's cool? Well, what we have found is podcasting is, for us, our next big thing. I have uh, had the good fortune to have a top-rated podcast where I've been able to interview some of the thought leaders and top marketers and business owners and entrepreneurs in the world um, and get them to share their stories and spill their secrets to our <laughs> listener base and the ability to do that has also helped me get some of them as clients, get in front of their audiences, get clients from them, and reach a much larger audience than I otherwise would have. It's enabled me to get in front of impossible to reach thought leaders and decision makers and has really helped explode our business to the next level, which is why I have, as you mentioned, I have a new book coming out called Podcast Marketing Magic, and we too are going to make a special offer to your listeners that they can have a copy of it absolutely free. 
All they've got to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling if they go to podcastmarketingmagic.com, and I will show them exactly how I built my podcast, how I use it to get business, how I use it to get in front of people that I couldn't get any other way, and how they can do exactly the same thing. So, Seth, first of all, what is your podcast? How do people find that? Direct Response Marketing. So if they just put that into iTunes, it'll pop up? Yes, you will see a picture of the cover art. You'll see a picture of me, a microphone, a magic hat with money coming out of it. <laughs> yes. And then what is the book called? Podcast Marketing Magic. Wow, that sounds like the same thing. It is. Well, well, Direct Response Marketing Magic is the podcast. The book is called Podcast Marketing Magic. Excellent. So tell us a little bit more about the book. What are people going to find if they, if they get that book for the $5 shipping? What are they going to get? There, I, in the book, I interview um, 20 of the top podcasters in the world, and I get them to share their secrets. I get them to say, you know, this is how they build an audience. This is how they grew. This is how they use their podcast. This is how they monetize. Um, this is, you know, what they wish they knew when they got started, what their biggest challenge is, along with some of my step-by-step process for how to physically actually do the work. So it's, it's all in there. So Seth, who are some of those 20 podcasters that you interview? Uh, for example, I interview, interviewed um, Carl Kremenacher, who is the founder of wellness.com, who has the Your Best Life podcast. I interviewed, and he has I think about 1.2 million um, subscribers. I interviewed Perry Marshall, who we just mentioned. I interviewed New York Times bestselling author Sally Hogshead, the author of Fascinate. Um, I have interviewed Roland Frazier, one of the principals of Digital Marketer. I am have some upcoming interviews with um, Boss Rutan, who is the who was one of the heavyweight Ultimate Fighting Champions of the world, who is a very popular figure on social media. Um, and we've got some other great interviews coming down the pipe. So, Seth, you're a guy with a lot of enthusiasm. I can hear it in your voice. What What's really your secret to success? I'd say pers- I, I'd say two things. Um, one is persistence. Uh, you can't fail if you never stop trying. And I would say number two would be who you are affects how well what you do works. And I want to make sure to convey to your listeners that just as you spend as much time learning the latest marketing technique or the latest thing to do in what you do for your business to help your clients better, you also want to make sure to do work on yourself because your business can only grow as fast as you do. So let's go deeper into both those answers. You can't fail if you don't quit trying. So put that into uh, sort of a real life example for the listeners. Sure. So about two years ago, my wife and I were looking for a new house and we had, we had had our third child. We had outgrown pretty much the house we were in, and it was time to get a bigger house in a different school district from our moving out of our starter house. And we were looking in price range X. Then a gentleman uh, saw me speak, became a prospect, asked for a proposal. He owns one of the largest regional law firms in our area, like one of those guys who has commercials on TV every five minutes. Um, you know, multi-million dollar TV budget, offices in cities all over the state. Anyone in my state would know who he was. And we went back and forth for months on the proposal, um, fine-tuning it to meet, you know, what he wanted. And then it was a mid-six-figure proposal, would have probably, would have significantly affected our cash flow, changed our lives. Um, And he said, yes. He said, let's do it. So, I told my wife, start shopping for a house in this price range. She got very, very excited. We started looking for houses in that price range. Um, we had our final meeting with him to finalize the terms of the contract. He said, great, you know, send me a con. It's Friday, send me a contract. I'll get you, you know, Monday, I'll get you a check. We're ecstatic. We're, we found a house. 
um, and we're almost ready to, we're, we're deciding if we're putting an offer in. And Monday happens, contract, you know, his office is really walking distance from mine. Um, we don't get a check. Um, you know, I figure, oh, he's busy. He's looking it over. I give him till the end of the week. I shoot an email saying, hey, just want to make sure you got this. You know, you know, if you'll, I'll come pick up a signed copy in the check, you know, whenever you've got it done. Don't hear anything back. Um, shoot another email, leave a message, not hearing anything back all of a sudden for, and this is for a couple of weeks and I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to, I mean, he said, yes, he, I have a, I actually have a recording of that meeting where he said, let's do it. Get me a contract. I will get you a check. Let's get started. And so after about three weeks, I, I couldn't get a return email. I couldn't get a phone call. Um, so what I decided to do was I moved everything on my calendar. I went to his office. I said, Miss Receptionist, I'm here to see Mr. So-and-so. We've been trying to get a hold of him to get the contract signed in this deal done for the last three weeks. She said, well, do you have a meeting, an appointment? I said, no, I don't, but I moved my entire calendar. I will sit in your, I'm going to sit in your lobby all day um, until I get, you know, two minutes because I'm kind of frustrated that he suddenly dropped off the face. He's not traveling. You know, you've told me he's in the office. I don't understand why he would drop off the face of the planet for the last month. So she says, oh, goes back interrupts whatever meeting he's in, talks to him, comes back out and says, I'm sorry, he's decided he's not moving forward with you. Um, so that would be one of my lows. I went out in my car. I screamed. I swore. I yelled. I cried. Uh, I couldn't even talk to my wife. I texted her. She took the kids to her parents and then met me at home by myself. Um, we were both really upset. Um, we ended up buying a house in a price range we could actually afford as opposed to what we would have been able to afford had he written that check. It was, it, it was a lesson I hadn't fully, I had had before, but I guess hadn't fully learned that, you know, you shouldn't spend the money until it's in the bank. And I didn't actually spend it. I almost spent it. My wife and I had mentally spent the money. Um, and it was a really hard lesson to learn. And hopefully I've, I mean, I, I have the delusional optimism that every entrepreneur needs in order to take that leap and be an entrepreneur. However, every once in a while, I, I, I've got to, you know, my wife tells me, you know, you've got to be less trusting of people just because they say yes doesn't mean it's actually going to happen. So hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't believe anything's real until there's a contract and a deposit check. I mean, that's just sort of the, that's just sort of the lesson that I've learned around the way from business is, is that, you know, when, when a check arrives, I count, I put it down in my, in my sales thing. I never, I never count a sale until, until I actually see that, that contract and that deposit because too often they can go away. So, but if you keep trying, that's really not a failure, right? Right. I've learned from it, and hopefully we will do an even better job. We do, you know, obviously it's been almost two years, so we didn't go out of business because of that. He wasn't going to be our only client. Um, he probably would have been a difficult client looking back. Um, so, yes, we're still in business. We're still here. You know, we've made every mortgage payment. I've made payroll every month. We're, we're, we're still growing without him. <laughs> you know, and this story reminds me, you know, that usually the ones that fall apart are the ones that later on I look back and say, I am so glad that I didn't get that deal. Because usually there's something about that person. If it's, if it's not a really good love connection, there's usually something that makes it more of a nightmare down the line. Right. So your second piece of advice was who you are really matters. What did you mean yes. by that? Um, well, what I found is, you know, thought, if you read Napoleon Hill or Tony Robbins or Wayne Dyer or any of those folks, thoughts are things. They have, you know, vibra energy vibrations that you put out to the universe. So who you are affects how well what you do works because you've got to believe in what you're doing. You've got to believe in yourself and your ability to deliver results. And prospects can smell fear. 
Um, and you know, when you really need the sale isn't always when you get it, just like the bank doesn't want to loan you money when you need it. Um, they want to loan you money when you don't need it anymore. So if the energy you are putting out to the universe is fear-based, scarcity-based, and negative, it's a lot harder to manifest success than if you are positive and faith-based and come from a place of giving. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that, and I, I think that's very, very good advice. So, Seth, we could talk about you all day long, and actually, you know, it would be fun to learn more about the magic side about what you do. Maybe we'll have to have you on a, another another podcast to talk magic. However, I think some of the best entrepreneurs are observers, and so I always like to ask my guests, who do you see out there who's really doing something cool? I see, I mean, I am fans of a lot of folks. I would tell you, um, I'll give you two examples. The guys at Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice, Roland Frazier, uh, and Perry Belcher are brilliant. They are on the cutting edge of all things digital marketing. I'm always watching what they do. I think I have a lifetime I think they have a lifetime access to my credit card where they just send me whatever they put out. <laughs> um, and I consume it and it helps our business and helps our clients. And the other one is going to be a little bit old school, but I'm going to say um, Sean Buck over at the Newsletter Pro, they do our physical snail mail newsletter every month. You know, they spend five minutes, five, ten minutes interviewing me and then magically turn that into four pages of great, amazing content that gets stuff stamped, sealed, graphic design printed and done out the door. I don't do any work other than the 10 minute interview. They make me look great in print every month. They keep me in front of our clients and prospects every single month. And when I was at the recent Dan Kennedy event where I was, you know, nominated for the third time for Marketer of the Year, um, I had people coming up to me going, you know, who I had never met before, saying, oh, my God, I read your newsletter. Thank you so much for sending it. I love the idea you sent about X, Y, and Z. Can I get a picture with you? Can I set up a time to talk to you about doing that in my business? So there, are, there is fewer competition in the mailbox than ever before because everyone is busy doing email and social media and digital stuff. So if you can show up in front of your clients every single month via direct mail, you won't be competing against too many other people. And that's actually really good advice. I, I sometimes will send, you know, like a marketing postcard to a list of possible prospects, and I usually get a response. Whereas if I send an email, it's amazing. if I send an email, I don't. So the other question I love to ask is, I think great entrepreneurs aren't just about making dollars, but I think they also want to leave a mark. So I always like to ask people, what is it that you do to give back to the greater good? I a, teach a monthly marketing seminar where we teach our cutting-edge marketing concepts and, and content for two to three hours every single month. And we, granted, that could be giving away the store because we're teaching people how to do it and a number of them will go implement it themselves. Um, so we are giving back that way. More importantly, I am a big supporter of Kiva, um, Kiva.org, which helps third world loans, does micro loans to third world entrepreneurs to help them get out of poverty. I have helped. I think I've lost count. I stopped counting after it was about 30 entrepreneurs get out of poverty. Um, and I try and, um, fund more every single month. The funny thing is I have had clients and businessmen in the U S bounce checks to me. I have had clients, credit cards get declined, but I have never, I have had clients say yes. And then flake out on me as you just heard, but I have never, ever had a third world entrepreneur miss a loan payment, which is incredible. No. And, and I, I've, have done the same thing. And it's amazing because you're loaning them $25 and they always find a way to pay it back through Kiva. Yes. So, Seth, I appreciate you being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Tell us again the title of your book. Podcast Marketing Magic. And again, the offer for your listeners is a free copy. Just pay the $5 in shipping at podcastmarketingmagic.com. Excellent. And if people want to know more about Seth Green, they can find you at ultimatemarketingmagician.com. 
Excellent. Again, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And for those of you who listened, thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end. We'll be back in a couple of days with another great interview. But in the meantime, go out there. Have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.